Hey, welcome back to the City Rev Life podcast. My name is Roby. This is Rebecca. And we are in a series called Healthy Conflict in Marriage. And basically talking about the main premise being that in marriage, it is the ultimate iron sharpening iron. God is using us in marriage to make something, to bring the best version of ourselves out. And so conflict is not a sign that things are going wrong. Mm -hmm. Conflict is a sign that God is at work and we want him to be at work in our lives. Mm -hmm. And so really in this this series, this is the second series we've done, kind of the part two series. And really in this series, we've been really focusing on the communication dynamics because, man, um, there's enough to disagree about and work through. We don't want to also add poor communication or miscommunication or miscommunication or communication misfires yeah. into the mix to add more uh, more conflict. And so in this particular uh, episode, we're going to be talking about paraphrase. Is that right? right? Absolutely. Yeah. Paraphrase is one of those active listening skills that's so simple yet has such a great impact positively in any conversation. It yes. doesn't even need to be a conflictual one. Um, so it's a it's a highly effective yes. communication tool, um, no matter who it's with, your children, your boss, your friends, your coworkers, yes. um, but especially with your spouse and in the context of marriage. So we're going to look at um, how paraphrase can be used in the conversation to keep us in that frontal lobe that we've been talking about. It's a grounding technique to keep us in that good part of our brain that has good reasoning mm-hmm. skills, good judgment, good flexibility and adaptability in times of stress. But it doesn't do just that. It also can carry us from the stress center part of our brain back to our frontal lobe when we find that we've been triggered or those misfires, like you were saying, are happening. And now we're talking stress center to stress Mm -hmm. center as opposed to the good frontal lobe to our spouse's good frontal lobe. So it can really safeguard and keep that for each other and for ourselves and keeping us in that good space, but also carrying us along that pathway that we're wanting to build um, back to that frontal lobe where we're wanting to stay. Yeah, and this (laughs) one practical communication idea if you employed this in your parenting, in your friendships, with your with your rest of your family, parents, uh, with uh, cousins and siblings, I mean, at work, uh, yeah. dealing with a disgruntled employee or disgruntled boss or disgruntled customer, um, it can be used as such a powerful uh, one practical yeah. practice. It's so powerful, but of all places, we, we should most want to practice this in marriage. And so if this is if this one simple practice that we're going to talk about in this episode, if you use this, and it's super easy, super simple, if you use this, this could be a real game changer mm-hmm. in your communication with yeah. your spouse. Um, let's just jump into a passage of scripture that I think speaks to this. It's Proverbs 15, 14. And there are so many Proverbs on this basic subject, mm-hmm. but here's what it says. The heart of him who has understanding seeks knowledge, but the mouths of fools feed on folly. Hmm. And so the basic premise, and you see this again and again and again in scripture, but especially the book of Proverbs, Hmm. is that the more wisdom and understanding and knowledge one has, the more they seek wisdom and understanding and knowledge. It's It's actually the position of foolishness to think, I don't need more knowledge. Mm-hmm. I don't need to, to uh, operate and yeah. with curiosity with or, around me. It's that it's foolishness to assume you've got all the knowledge you need. Yeah. That is the basic 
premise of wisdom that we're talking about with paraphrasing because it's really ensuring that you understand yeah. and ensuring that the other party knows that you understand. Yeah. So um, walk us through, how does this play out in, in our communication? Walk us through um, paraphrasing. Sure. So active listening, sorry, paraphrasing is essentially just putting in your own words what you hear the other person saying. So it's not importing your opinion, um, but it's simply just restating in your own words what you're hearing the other person saying. That can sometimes be difficult because sometimes the person is talking for a very, very long time and maybe is giving lots of points and lots of examples. And so maybe you're just wanting to pick one thing saying, okay, that was a lot. Let me just start with this one thing that I think I'm hearing you correctly. Um, maybe start with the thing that you feel like um, you do have a, a good a grasp on or understanding of. So it's just restating that in your own words. Sometimes it's also kind of taking that skill to the next level or the next step is in also attaching an emotion to it saying, so this is what happened and that makes you frustrated. Or when this happens, it's really irritating to you. And being able to pair an emotion of what that experience is like for that person when that circumstances surfaces. Um, that, that doesn't mean that you agree, but you're just simply stating it and putting it in your own words, reflecting back to the person what you think you hear them saying. Um, and so then the last kind of um, skill uh, that you can wrap up the paraphrase is a check-in question. So after you repeat what you think they hear, you hear them saying, maybe adding an emotion of, and it seems like that really frustrates you or irritates you. Did I get that right? That check-in question kind of kicks it back over to uh, our spouse, um, the person who's speaking and being able to say, okay, now your turn. Did I get that right? And you're inviting and you're receiving feedback. Um, hopefully not criticism, but hopefully some real honest feedback. Say, yes, this, this, and this, I really feel like you got correct, but this isn't so much what I'm experiencing or feeling. It's, it's this. Oh, okay. So tell me more about that. So that check-in question really makes it a volley, that vo that volleyball, that dialogue back and forth rather than um, a one-person-sided mm. conversation. Yeah. And again, it, this can, it, you think about that in, in any context, um, it's a, a frustrated employee. They come in and this, and then this, and then this, it's like, okay, well, here's what I'm, I'm hearing you say. It sounds like X, Y, and Z, and, and this is how this is impacting you. Did I get that right? Or mm -hmm. um, it can be uh, a teenager, you know, oh, dad, you always do this and this, and you never let me do this. It's like, okay, well, here's what it sounds like you're saying. It sounds like you're saying X, Y, and Z. Did I get that right? Um, but especially in marriage, um, not making the assumption mm -hmm. that like, yeah, 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 I got it, but stopping and restating it and then asking, saying, and this is how it made you feel, and then asking the question. Sounds like the three components are restating in your own words, yep. um, uh, restating the emotion that that person's trying to convey, yep. and then then asking the follow-up question. Correct. Absolutely. And that's so important because um, all three components of that, now, that's a lot. That's a big definition. Um, it's a simple skill, and you just modeled it multiple times just right there. Mm -hmm. um, but it's highly complex. It's a highly complex skill because you're taking content, you're taking um, emotions, and then you're, um, through that check-in question, creating space for ex exploration and more feedback. Um, but here's why that's so important. 
research shows that in regular communication, only about 30% of content is really digested by the listener. So that means that there's about a 70% distortion rate between two individuals. Mm. When you add stress into the mix or emotions in the mix, I would argue that that distortion rate gets even greater. So we're having to overcome a lot of obstacles, a lot of Mm. noise, if you will, um, that's interrupting our ability to process and truly listen to what the other person is saying or intending to say. Mm. Um, So we have to take ownership of our own noise in our minds and our brains, our biases, um, our filters Mm. that can tend to cloud or color things that aren't necessarily there. So those that skill and breaking it down to those three levels really helps to um, to kind of clear the waters that sometimes get muddy in just natural common everyday communication. Um, but it's also important too that your nonverbals, which we talked about in the last episode, matches um, what you're saying. You know, mm-hmm. being able to match your exploration and what you're saying with a tone and with a body language that says, hey, I'm available, I'm open, I'm here, and what you say matters to me is really going to create a highway of communication that I think we ultimately want. Yeah, what I'm I'm hearing you say, Rebecca, (laughs) is that... (laughs) Good paraphrasing. That that you can paraphrase, but your nonverbals can be shutting down that, that person. So you can Absolutely. be like, you're like, well, here's what I'm hearing you say, you know, mm. it's like, well, all of a sudden, you know, that's, uh, that might be escalating the, the, right. the issue rather than, um, diffusing it. And, um, I think this is just such good wisdom because, uh, maybe you've heard this phrase before. It's just something that, uh, that we talk about, um, within our, within our, our staff and within our, our, within our family. Um, but the, the wisdom of seeking to understand before you seek to be understood. Mm -hmm. And there's so often that even just in a meeting, like again, like at work or, um, between anybody at school, there's oftentimes where if someone's like trying to be like trying to get their point across, get their point across, there's all these miscommunications. And sometimes you can watch it between the two of them. Oh, Mm -hmm. this person thinks they mean that. And this person mean (laughs) that if someone would just stop and clarify, Uh then we would have a productive meeting. Uh And so, um, we would have a productive time here. And so, this is practicing seeking to understand before you you um, seek to be understood or just proverbial wisdom. Someone who has wisdom and knowledge and understanding is seeking understanding. Mm-hmm. They, un- they, they know that if I continue assuming I understand, I don't want to assume. Okay. If I'm assuming I understand, I know that that could lead me into foolishness. Yeah. And, um, you know, a, a lot of times what happens in, in conversations um, someone might say, yeah, 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 I get it. I get it. I get it. Hmm. And they're saying, I understand. And that's fine that you think you understand, but stop and ask yourself with wisdom. Do I really understand? Like yeah. I, I want to check and make sure I understand. So it's not enough. Yeah, 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 I got it. I got it. I got it. I understand. I know what you're saying. Yeah. But secondly, it's fine if you really do, maybe you really do understand that person doesn't know that you mm-hmm. understand. Mm-hmm. And so it's actually to, to de-escalate the conversation and to get everyone back to the frontal lobe, so to speak. <clears throat> what's important is that the person you're talking to truly believes you understand. And the only way that you can do that is to pause 
and to model and demonstrate that that you understand by paraphrasing it in a calm, mm. collected way. Mm -hmm. And I think that uh, that helps both parties say, okay, we're all on the same page. Yes. Or no, actually, that's not what I mean. And then you can get to a place where there is understanding and build on top of that right. in the conversation. And so um, I, I think we should probably model. <laughs> I think we should probably model this. We probably should. Okay. So uh. <laughs> so let me create um, a conflict. Oh, dear. Um, let's let's say we have it's, not practiced this. <laughs> uh, let's say that it is. Um, let's say that it's pizza toppings. Oh, dear. And so I'm gonna. Uh, I'll I'll just launch into a conflict. This is a regular conflict in our home, right? Um, <laughs> yes. No. We. Uh, no, we, we, we love pizza. We, we do love pizza and and really this would only not be a conflict because I love all types of pizza. <laughs> so let's pretend I don't. And I'm very particular. Okay. Um, Rebecca, I can't believe that once again, you brought home this pizza. Look at it. It's just cheese. I, how am I supposed to eat just cheese? I, I wanted pepperoni and I wanted green, uh, green peppers and olives. And, and yet once again, you obviously, you don't care about, it's all about you. What kind of pizza you want? And you just wanted the cheese. Oh, okay. Wow. I'm, I, I'm realizing here that um, you're kind of stressed. Let me let me make sure I understand. What are you saying? You're saying that I'm stressed? I can't believe that. Now, this is a big deal. I want my pizza toppings that I deserve. So, I work hard in this life. I only ask for pizza toppings. So what I'm hearing you say, because I want to make sure I understand what you're saying. What, what I'm hearing you say is, I came home with a cheese pizza and that's um, not what you were wanting for your pizza tonight. You wanted more toppings like... Um, like pepperonis and olives and green peppers, green peppers. <laughs> and you like um, more pizza toppings than what I ordered tonight, which was just cheese. Did I get that right? Yes. And it made me very mad and feel forgotten. So when I came home with the just cheese pizza, it, it made not only did I not get what you wanted, uh, it also communicated that I don't value what's important to you for dinner. Yes. Yes, thank you. I feel so much better mm -hmm. about my my life and and um, and I you know I like cheese pizza um and so so thank you oh. so well thanks for communicating that to me I'll I'll definitely um, make sure that when we order pizza that's a way I can value you <laughs> I'll take in, uh, into account what you. what you would like um, but please know that when I ordered the cheese pizza my intention was not to disregard you or um you know uh, not value your thoughts or opinions um, it was just a a quick uh, order on my way home from work. And and it's that easy. All conflict can be resolved just that quickly. Um, <laughs> I wish it was, but yeah. <laughs> but at least that, obviously, um, conflicts are much more layered and nuanced. Mm. But mm -hmm. it, it, you can hopefully see from just us modeling that, that it simply serves as like a, a building block that you can then stand on when someone feels heard. And it may then need to be a chance for someone else to say, uh, once someone's been heard, that's been dealt with, then they may have something that they need to say, and it's the other person's turn to paraphrase. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, it can be, it, it may seem foreign, but once it gets into the culture of a team, uh, an organization, mm -hmm. or or especially a marriage, that should be the first. We want to have our best communication skills in our marriage. That's the most important relationship outside of our relationship with the Lord, mm -hmm. and so we want to give our best. And it can be just as simple as. Um, let me just take a second and paraphrase what I'm hearing. I want to make sure I have that right. You can just say it. I mean, it's not like a mystery what you're doing. You can say something simply as like, hey, this is uh, this is what I'm hearing. Um, let me see if I, I got this correctly or uh, let me just make sure that I'm understanding what you're saying. It can, and then you launch into it 
and then ask for for clarification at the end and um and also something that we can elicit in each other right. as well i was just gonna say you know letting that skill be a part of your rhythm as a couple um hopefully doesn't feel condescending but right. it can really be hey this is a tool that we've agreed upon is really helpful so being able to say if you're the one speaking you feel like oh, i can't get over this hump or i'm doing that thing where i'm saying my point over and over again getting in a rut that fight flight or freeze part of your brain's taking over eliciting that paraphrase response from your spouse like yeah. do you mind just paraphrasing for me what i what you're hearing me say because i think i'm talking in circles and I think the reality is I just need to know what you're hearing me say, yeah. um, eliciting that from from your spouse. And um, as the on the receiving end of that, being able to say, look, that's part of the ground rules that we as a couple have laid in our marriage. Yeah. And seeing that that's my spouse cueing me, hey, let's get ourselves back to that frontal lobe. Because yeah. there's ways that we can do it and you can feel like it's condescending. And I don't think the intention behind that is to be condescending. It's genuinely meant to be like, hey, this is yeah. our way of stopping timing out for a little bit. Let's employ this technique that we're learning that we're still perfecting and getting our, ourselves back to that place. So, yeah. And I think it can feel condescending if you're eliciting the paraphrase, if you don't use an I statement in one of our mm. pre previous uh, episodes, we talked about um, using the power of using I statements. Mm -hmm. And so I think if you say, look, I don't think you understand, can tell me what you're hearing me say, yeah. like that's going to put someone on the defensive and that's not an I statement, but take ownership of it. Um, say something, uh, something like, Hey, I'm not sure I'm communicating co correctly. Just own it. Like I want to make sure that I'm, I'm communicating myself clearly. Yep. What are you hearing me say? Do you mind just repeating back what you're hearing me say? Um, you can even do that with a child and mm. and be teaching a child uh, how to paraphrase. Hey, hey, buddy, um, we're we're talking about this or hey, sweetheart, you know, I, I want to make sure that I've communicated you clearly. What are you, what are you hearing me say? That can even be done in in any context um, at at work. It can be used with with a team that you're a mm -hmm. part of or that you're leading. Mm -hmm. um, but especially, uh, we would want to mostly, especially use that within the context mm -hmm. of our marriage. Yeah, absolutely. And that'll that'll just bring us right back to that frontal lobe part of our brain. And and when our spouse has to put in their own words what they hear us saying, um, that also requires that frontal lobe skills. Um, you can't do that from the stress center part of your brain. And so it gets you both back into speaking from that good, healthy part of your brain that will ultimately yield that good communication. So I hope this skill has been helpful for you. I hope that you're able to uh, digest it, introduce it to your marriage, employ it in um, lots of different contexts, but um, especially with your spouse. And we hope that this continues in your journey as you uh, leverage conflict for your marriage and hope you join us next time um, on the podcast. Thank you for joining us on City Rev Life. You can subscribe to this podcast, rate and review wherever you're listening to this. And we love it when you share it with your friends on social media. For more videos and content, go ahead and check us out at cityrev.org slash podcast or download our City Rev Church app. Have a great day.